Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, and alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, we discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. But before anyone can set foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style tournament. We argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick Keller, what criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. But this season, we've been using the knowledge of our guest expert, Shane Schroeder. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell them what we're talking about this season? We're talking about crime slash mobster movies and uh, the effect that they have had on my psyche. <laughs> yes. They really fucking did a number. <laughs> they did a number on you. <laughs> I just wish I could have known that innocent Shane before he was 11 years old and watched, uh, what was it? <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Pulp I saw Fiction. that when I was 11. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna change. I, I feel like my way too young movie where the parents just didn't really know you kind of read the back of the movie and you're like i mean it's r but how bad could it be it's probably just like a little violent or whatever with starship troopers oh yeah for sure i love that one i got to got to watch as a kid and just be like what is happening in this film mine i watched american beauty with my family and it was (laughs) not (laughs) that was sad cody that's just well yeah but also it was like (laughs) it was it was a weird weird time for everyone involved that's a Um, great movie though i love that movie yeah, it's not great when you're watching with your mom and dad. No, especially when the first scene is Spacey jerking off in the shower. That's exactly. Not, you don't want to see it. That's like, uh, that's like watching The Wolf of Wall Street with your grandparents or something. The opening <laughs> scene, he's just blowing coke into some chick's ass. <laughs> not good. Is it worse to watch someone masturbating with your parents or watching just full-blown sex with your parents? Like, what, mm-hmm. It feels like the cringier one to me has got to be watching someone jerk it. And just be like, like that recognition that it's something that like sex, we all agree that we all do. You wouldn't be on the couch watching it with your parents if they hadn't fucked. But no one likes to admit what we do in the dark corners of our showers. And <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one, man. We'll have to put that on a bracket for later. <laughs> <laughs> weirdest, weirdest scenes to watch with your parents. Yeah, that's that's a bracket. Write that down. Yeah, we'll get that. Yeah, we'll put that on there. But. We are here, as you said, to talk about, yeah, crime movies. And this one, I mean, fuck, this is, this is the goat. This is one of those goat brackets where everything's saved for the very end here. We have the three seed, Godfather, going up against the 14 seed Heat. And then we have the six seed Casino going up against the 11 seed Sicario. Where do we, where do we want to, where do we want to start? You guys call it. I'm fine with whatever. Let's uh let's go uh Godfather and Heat because yeah. these are my understanding of the genre. Once again, I'm at the part of the bracket where I have not seen any of these, but my understanding is once again, I mean, you talk about just two just juggernauts. I mean, for different reasons. Godfather is the is you know one of the goat all-time organized crime movies but i remember heat has that like cultural cache of like this was and we talked about it a little bit but i'm pretty sure you're right that this is like the first time that pacino and de niro are gonna share screen space you're gonna finally yeah, sure they they were in godfather 2 but they play different characters at different times so they don't really interact and then he is the first time that they are going to be on the same screen the two ogs of the genre at the height of their power we're talking 1995 it could not have been bigger than heat <laughs> it's true could... man it's an amazing film well why don't you and, tell uh, us about it what's going on what's going on in heat 
for those of us that don't know anything about it. So De Niro basically runs a crew of serial, not even necessarily bank robbers. They just go out and rob shit, whether it's at a bank or an armored car, or it's a, the, the premise in the beginning sounds a lot like the town with Affleck, but it's just, um, it's one of those movies that it's star studded. It's also got a lot of people you recognize, but you don't immediately know their names. You're like, fuck, he was in that and this and this. And it's like, again, with the incestuous casting that goes on in these types of, uh, in this type of genre, but it's, he is probably, it's definitely my top three films of all time, like bar none. It's so fucking watchable. And it's like, it, it, it just has a vibe about it. Like some of my favorite movies of all time, not including this one, but some of them are like, yeah, maybe it's not a great movie, but the ambiance and the vibe that it creates is just so like watchable. It's like, you want to be a part of that world type of deal. Like Rounders is one of my all time favorite movies. And it's not, it's definitely not for the acting. It's just like, <laughs> you're walking around on the streets of New York and every, you know, there's smoke billowing out of the fucking, the sewer grates and shit like that. It just creates this whole vibe and you want to be a part of it. Yeah, as far as heat is concerned, it's got one of the best shootout scenes I've ever seen in my life. And I think a lot of people would agree with that too, where they go to rob the, the bank in uh, downtown Los Angeles, you know, during the day while there's people walking around there's tons of cars and shit the fucking shootout lasts for i want to say 10 minutes and it's basically pacino and his guys going after de niro, de niro and his guys and there's just fucking carnage everywhere and it just does not let up and it's constant bullets whizzing by but yeah i mean it's um it's again cody's not gonna like this it's a really long movie but <laughs> it's one of those movies that it doesn't feel long once you're done like I think the, the longest stretch in that movie is the final scene where it's basically, again, like a, like a hide-and-seek type deal where they're both De Niro and Pacino. Uh, Pacino's chasing De Niro onto the fields of an airport, and it's in the middle of the night, so it's like completely dark until a plane flies by, and they're basically just playing one big game of hide-and-seek. And eventually, one of them bites it, and that's the end of the movie. But that's like the slowest-moving part of the entire deal. I mean, everything else is just fucking nonstop, it seems like. Yeah, it's, I mean, this did, also- Did they just decide, which one's the cop in this one? Pacino. Pacino. Did Pacino just, did they, like, as a collective unit, do we decide Pacino's can do either? He looks oh, like yeah, the, he looks like the mobster. But as far as I'm concerned, this cop? is his best role. Like, he, I love him in Godfather, but he is fucking, not only is he good, like, in a drama, and he, like, he's fucking hilarious, and he's got some of the best one-liners you've ever heard. And he just goes crazy. Like he doesn't, he doesn't hold back. He just fucking screams out of nowhere. You know, like he kind of keeps everybody on their toes and shit. And it's just really super watchable. Again, it's one of those movies that's, I'm sure it's on TNT and CBS or not CBS, but you know, those kind of like. Oh yeah. It's syndicated. It's just constantly. playing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's great. I think what's one of the, the, the only thing that always stands out to me is like, it's Al Pacino, it, like I said, the, the big thing from this movie is that it's Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, finally fucking head to head. It's it's what it's what any person who loves this genre has been waiting for since literally the 70s when they were in Godfather Part Two. Yeah. And then, but you look at this poster, Val Kilmer's name is just as big as Al Pacino yeah. and Robert De Niro. And like, yeah. I, there might be some people when they hear Val Kilmer, they're like, I don't, who? Who yeah. is this man? And like, just showing how the time shift, not everyone gets to ride the uh, the sweet, sweet mob movie, uh, the mob movie life forever. And not only should Val Kilmer's uh, name be just as big, but his ponytail's name should be just as big on the, on the 
He's got his hair is looking very fabulous in this movie. Oh, absolutely, man, for sure. No, he's like uh, De Niro's go-to. He's like his right-hand man as far as like breaking into safes and shit like that. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's it definitely stands the test of time. I watched it just a couple nights ago, and you can tell it's for sure. You can tell it's like a '90s movie, just the way it looks and feels and everything like that. But it's not like it, it doesn't feel dated. It feels like it's still a great fucking movie. The thing is, and we haven't really talked too much about this, the, like I said, the crimes that the, you know, what are, some of these movies are kind of based around like a big crime or something like that. And when it comes to bank robbing, I, do we, do people do it on that scale? Has that ever, is this one of those things where like, we assume that banks get robbed in the way that like a movie like Heat or uh, The Town or portrays it to be, but like bank robbing just really looks like someone going into like their local credit union and being like, hey, give me the money. And then they get the money and then the cops show up and it's all done. Like bank, ro- like, yeah, it's like they romanticize bank robbing really hard. Cause no one's doing cool bank robberies anymore. <laughs> well, There's like con, did we ever, that's my question. Is, is this something that just always sounds, I mean, I know like back in like the, what would it be like the early 1900 kind of the like gangster era with the Tommy guns or whatever, you know, they're running in and rob banks, but that shit's easy. It's just one big vault. That's easy to understand now with the amount of like technology are bank, right. Are there bank heists that happen at the level of like, what a heat is describing <laughs> like, like like in a, a fast and the furious where they blow up that ba- the back of the bank wall and they drag the vault through downtown miami and it's just like shit happens, happens all the time yeah <laughs> is that yeah like is that happening where where is this where are they getting the inspiration for this outside of just their own imaginations because i can't i can't imagine that it would be they make it look so easy in the sense of like you know, by the time that you meet up with a lot of these characters, it always feels like they already had the plan in place. And so you're kind of just catching up to yeah. it. And I'm like, I don't even know where I would begin. If I were to sit here with the three, with the two of you all and say, I think we should rob a, a real bank. Like I want to go middle of fucking Minneapolis and I want to go rob a fucking, a real bank outside of just saying the phrase i don't even know where you then start with where like, do you begin yeah i looked i'm just looking it up right here the average bank robbery amount was four grand it doesn't seem like it's <laughs> worth it doesn't seem like the heat is worth it no. four no. are you four grand is what the four thousand three hundred and thirty is the average haul for a bank heist Oh man, how much of a bummer is that when you like really think about how like how much we romanticize fucking bank robbing and like it's like one of the like one of our like penultimate like cool crimes and you got like imagine like you just getting all fucking hyped up and be like I'm gonna go fucking do it. I'm gonna go commit a bank robbery. Robbery. I'm gonna be a made man after this. Once I do this, I won't ever have to work again. I'm gonna retire. I'm gonna take my family to Mexico. We're gonna live there. It's gonna be great. Four thousand dollars. You couldn't yeah. even fly a family to Mexico for four thousand dollars. <laughs> Fuck no, man. That's like <laughs> what four mortgage payments. That's nothing. Right. Yeah, right. Christ. I just that would be yeah. It's just so it's so deflating. Like once again, I'm like I don't think that this is a real crime, but nonetheless, I mean, still always fucking so cool. But we have. It is interesting, like about- how how much they thought they could milk that particular genre or that that like subgenre of crime film is like because everybody's constantly robbing shit and it's like you couldn't not only could you not get away with it because of you know like cody just did you can't really type in how to rob a bank into google and not be flagged <laughs> like a motherfucker yeah uh but like there's cctv now and everything like this like everything is on camera it's facial recognition everywhere like a bank there's no way a bank has been successfully robbed in over 20 years it just yeah. isn't 
But yeah, not quite, to that level that we're talking in these movies. No, not with Val Kilmer's ponytail. No. <laughs> but you watch these and you think like, like it's kind of that way that like pop culture kind of influences how you think of the world. You, If you asked, I think if you asked the average person, you're sitting at the bar and you're like, how many like bank robberies do you think like happen? Like real big, like million dollar bank robberies. I'd be, I bet, I would think it'd be common to hear the answer. Like, I don't know, like once every couple of years. Yeah. And that's just, there's no way that's fucking true. No, there's no way you could, <laughs> well, and all the money is like digital anyway. Like it's all fucking what the bank robbery right now would be like just taking someone's like server that they have a bunch of Bitcoin on and just grabbing their external hard drive and being like, this is worth a lot more. It doesn't look as impressive. It's not as cool, but this is a lot of money. I promise you. Yeah. Bank robbery now is stealing a debit card. That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the, you would the do better. You you yeah. would do better stealing someone's cre- credit card and them ha- then and their amount being over four thousand dollars. Yeah, like exactly. just so that's that's what we're promoting here, folks. Please don't rob banks. <laughs> just, debit cards. just steal people's debit cards or credit. You don't cards. even need to steal the debit card. Just get the numbers off it. Like Wait, I but, forget. Have you get? Neither one of you guys have seen Heat. No, no. I do want to see Heat though. I'm this jealous. Is one of the movies you on guys the list. are in for a fucking treat. God, it's a good movie. Well, are I mean, are we though? Because are it, we? Yeah. it is going up against the fucking Godfather. And I mean, I don't none of us, neither one of us questioned you putting Godfather one and Godfather two on here. I think it's it's obvious that these are incredibly important films to to the genre. But this is how I learned about the day of my daughter's wedding and how you can ask for oh, yeah. anything you need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, can as you long as you're Italian, that? you can get away with that kind of thing. What is what is the cap though? Like real quick, Shane, what is having you have seen this movie? What is the cap for what you can ask for on the day of a daughter's wedding, as far as wishes goes? Like, is this like a true genie situation where it's like, hey, I want you to help make me the mayor, and he's like, yeah, we'll fucking we'll make it work, or is it like mostly like, hey, I just would like a new car, and he's like, yeah, I can get you a, a new car. Or something. I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, it's a mixed green as far as that's concerned. It's uh, like, he doesn't, he doesn't really take too kindly to people like asking right out for any kind of retribution or murder or anything like that. But one person does. And I think ultimately he ends up going along with it. So yeah, there's, there's people who come and ask him for favors as far as like getting them into a certain uh, branch of a certain career, like getting them a movie, this and that. And then, then there's another one who's, I think, it's been a while since I've seen the first one, but I think uh, the opening scene is somebody who knows him asking for retribution against uh, the men who assaulted his daughter. Like, I think they ended up like raping her or something like that and something like horrific. And I think that's mainly the only reason that he's nudged in the direction to actually follow through with like a murder or beating the shit out of somebody. I can't remember which it is. Yeah, so, I think I think it also comes down to, because once you ask him for a favor, he's going to come to you in the future and you have yeah. to do whatever he asks you. Yeah, oh, it's a monkey's that. paw. It's like a not a monkey's paw per se, it's but good it's pro quo. You, yeah, you, you. Oh, okay. I get once again. Never seen this movie. I was very much living under the assumption that like it was like a weird like like hey, you're the don of the fucking mafia. So the one rule you have is that if your daughter was to get married, people can come to you and ask you for anything, and that's what you have to do because you decided to be the Don. No, he can. he's going to come back to you and you have to. So I think it's like levels to it. So if you ask for like a sandwich, he'll give you a sandwich. But later on when he's hungry, you got to give him your sandwich. If you want him to kill the people who raped your daughter, he'll do it. But later on, you got to, I don't know. I mean, you're I probably, the, the, probably going to kill Probably going to kill Yeah, for sure. You, I have, mean, to mule, you the, have to mule some drugs or some shit. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's the, that, those are the two rules I think he's got is basically he's got to, he, cause it's a, like a Sicilian tradition that you have to honor that request as long as it's on that, that specific day. And you can't really say no to anybody, but at the same time, it is quid pro quo. And then the only other thing, the only other rule he seems to have is that uh, he will not deal in any kind of drugs. And that's where like the shit hits the fan with uh, the other crime bosses because they all want it because it's obviously a shitload of money, but he just wants to stick to like money laundering and olive oil. You gotta keep his hands clean. That high end olive oil, healthy. Fuck, man. Olive oil ain't real all like real olive oil and that good shit. Nah, man, it ain't it ain't cheap. I do. No, we didn't talk about this with Goodfellas, but but you you brought it up a little bit. But similar idea. I would have assumed that every mafia mob would like the second the drugs came in that they would like be all about it. So it's been funny to hear this idea of like that. There's almost too much pride in it. That yeah. there's like, no, 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 no. We yeah. fucking kill people. Don't yeah. ever get it twisted. But I'm never going to sell fucking Coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking jazz cigarettes to make a quick <laughs> buck. Like, just the disdain that you hear for it, that it's like such a, a low-grade <laughs> crime that they wouldn't even bother with it, but they're fine knocking over like people's uh, mini marts or fucking whatever. And like, yeah. like, yeah, no, you can rob them all you want or like pit pocket or beat the shit out of people. But I swear to God, if I catch you with an ounce of that sticky stuff, mm-hmm. fucking gone from the family. So yeah, if somebody like- refuses their, like they, they, that was one of the favors that was asked in the first one at the beginning. It was a, uh, like a Frankie Valley type that was a friend of the family that came like to sing at the wedding. And then he, he went in with uh, the, the, with uh, Vito Corleone and asked for the favor, which was to get him into this movie in Hollywood. And he's like, well, I don't know anything about movies. He's like, well, the fucking director won't do this, this, and this. And you know, I, it, it's like a career maker. So he's like, would you do something? And so they end up sending uh, the consigliere to Hollywood and he, you know, talks with the guy, the guy's a fucking asshole. He says, no, turns him down. And the next day, like he finds literally his prized, horse's head in his bed with him yeah <laughs> so they have no problem doing that but when it comes to fucking sniffing a little powder they say Mm-mm. nope yeah <laughs> nope absolutely not on not. my watch how dare not you on my watch i'm christy gnome we will kill a whole we will maim a horse and put his head in your bed but not. yeah but god forbid you stand on the corner just pass out a couple Slam. of drugs here all right shane We've, we've gone on for a long time. I actually, Cody, just Shane, you got to pick which one, which one do you want us to, to pull through here? Knowing, I mean, I guess spoilers, maybe one of part of this franchise is already going to be something we talk about. I'm, I could see going, I, like I said, I, I really, I do, this is one even more so that I would, I'd like to see both. So I, I think we just got to make you. I want to see heat though. Okay. Well then Cody's for heat. Then I'm for Godfather there. We're back at the same fucking spot that I want. Okay. To get so, uh, having said, <laughs> yeah. So the Godfather is arguably the best movie of all time. A lot of people will tell you that. And it's amazing, but for ultimate watchability, I got to go with heat hands down because I it's so hate. fucking good and it's like it's another one of those movies that like it feels like it just doesn't let up i mean yeah there's slow parts here and there but for the most part it's just fucking it's one of those movies i can't take my eyes off of. i feel like there's a lot of logistics in godfather yeah okay yeah. hey another all right and that's and that's cool and your word is binding but here's okay so now here's the thing though shane <laughs> so i'm gonna have to i'm watching a movie in this tr- in this uh trilogy to, for my research so um 
Am I going to have to still watch The Godfather anyway to know what the fuck's going on in the second one? Not necessarily. I mean, it would help, but it's not the end all be all. It's the second okay. one is an origin story of uh, Vito Corleone. Of and it kind of goes into the business like after Pacino takes it over and he moves to uh, Tahoe. And so it, it just kind of carries on. But yeah, I would say definitely the ultimate Godfather is Godfather 2. So now the I'm going to have to one. do more. I'm going to have to, I'm because I'm going to have to watch this first one now. So not only am I going to need to see heat, I'm also going to need to see God anyway, see Godfather. <laughs> yeah, so that's great. So just add a whole nother three hours. I'm at, hours. guess I'm taking time off. <laughs> guess I'm taking hours. a week off from work, I guess. To yeah, do exactly. this. Next time you're sick, God forbid, you know, just sit on the couch for 19 hours and watch two movies. And just rip through. Yeah. All right. You don't really rip through the Godfather movies. Like, <laughs> that's true. That's not how it works. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Rip through a Marvel movie. Easy, okay. So like, rip through heat and then just anticipate a slow burn with the Godfather. I will say I do. I, I do appreciate the pick though, just because I, in anticipation, knowing that we had this list and I was like, you know what? I haven't seen nearly enough of these. I'm going to at least watch one of these. So I yeah. did pick Heat. So I currently have it rented for the next, I think, like 36 hours. So nice. fuck yeah, I'm so, excited for you, man. So now I'm gonna just need to make sure I get that shit in uh, yeah, for sure. before before I lose my my rental on it. So all right, Heat moving on where it will go up against either Casino, uh, the six seed, or the eleven seed Sicario. Do you want to run us through? Real quick, Casino and Sicario. Yeah, uh, Casino's great. It's another 19-hour movie. Uh, I remember when I first saw it. I remember when I first saw it, and there was two VHS tapes. Maybe even three. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There might have been three. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's Scorsese, man. It's, uh, it's not as good as Goodfellas, but it's also better than Goodfellas in a lot of ways. Like it's, there's a lot more fleshing out of the characters and shit like that. And I just love, like we were talking about earlier, I love anything to do with Las Vegas. So the mob, Las Vegas, I mean, Sharon Stone, Jesus Christ, how do you go wrong? Joe Pesci's in there and he fucks Sharon Stone. What more? And, uh, okay, I casino. I'm locking in casino. Oh uh, yeah. At that point, what do we need? To, what do we have to say here about <laughs> no, Sicario? That's going to need top you that. to explain Sicario though. I've never even heard of this movie. Oh fuck, man! You're in for a treat. I love this movie. I think this is one of the underrated movies of the last like decade because it is so fucking ruthless and tense, and the soundtrack is tense. Like I've never had a soundtrack like put me on the edge before, but this one definitely did it. Benicio del Toro and Josh Brolin. I mean, Josh Brolin plays. I don't even know what his position is, but he's some kind of like go between for the United States government as far as like where the CIA can operate and how they can go after the Mexican cartel. And then Benicio del Toro plays uh, Sicario, which is a hitman, but he's, or no, no, I'm sorry, he doesn't actually. He's the former attorney of the drug cartel in, I think, Colombia. And they ultimately ended up because of competition, like killing his entire family, they cut his wife's head off and they put his daughter in a vat of acid. So it gets like oh, wow. nasty. The fucking end of this movie is maybe my favorite ending of any movie of all time, just because it is so unexpected and fucking ruthless. And like, it just pulls no punches. It's awesome. Josh Brolin is hilarious. He's such a fucking smart ass in this movie. And Benicio is like, just laid back and quiet. And he's like, but he's also one of the most dangerous people in the movie and uh they go down to juarez mexico with a caravan of like 10 government cars and they just they're basically kidnapping one of 
the Mexican cartel's brothers to bring back to the States to basically waterboard and fuck up the entire organization and get as much info out of them as they can. And just, it's kind of all hell breaks loose after that. It's, it's a fucking amazing movie. The, there's a sequel. The sequel is dog shit. Just <laughs> watch this one. Well, let's get to the, the, I know the thing that stands out to both of all of us involved in this is that Casino is called Casino. And that was a pretty, it's, I'm surprised <laughs> it took that long for it to get the name of mom movie to be called Casino. Right. And Sicario just ran out of names. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know. That's my expert breakdown of what we have going on. I like that expert breakdown. But yeah, I mean, if you, you know, they're, they're, it's weird that these are pitted against each other because they're not, one's like a, a Mexican style mob movie because of, because of its ties to the cartel, but it's not really in the same category as like casino and shit like that. So it's interesting Sanctity. to see these go ahead and The sanctity of the bracket is, I mean, this whole group D has been pretty stacked. It's too, it's, yeah, it's, it's too stacked. This is one of those where, I mean, we're, we could be in a, we could be talking about the final four essentially had it, had it a broken it another way. Here's the question I would like to pose. Would you rather be in the cartel or would you rather be in the Vegas mob? Now I know it may, may sound easy because we all love Vegas, but remember you are on the beaches of Mexico. That's true. But are you, you might be in a shanty town on the border. And that, those are shitholes. I've been there first. I can tell you firsthand they're the worst places on earth. <laughs> let's say I'm you get to Vegas mob. Let's say you're like middle Vegas. middle manager status. So you're kind of, you're you got some clout. You're important. You're not the but you're not like the the dons. You can't do anything you want. Okay, no, I'm going with Vegas mob. If I'm in the if I'm in the cartel, I'm dabbling in coke mostly, right? Coke, marijuana, you know, stuff like that. I'm moving I'm moving drugs, but I mean. If I'm in the Vegas mob, I just got to, you know, dip my fingers in and out of a little bit of human trafficking. Nothing too yeah. bad. Yeah, nothing too bad there. <laughs> you know, stuff that's easy to be like, well, I don't see where the people go. Yeah, I don't, it, it, I, it doesn't happen if you don't see it. It's all, num- it's all numbers on a spreadsheet. That's all it is. Maybe you know, some it's- prostitution that is not human trafficking related. That, right. hey man, and if they, that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. That's their job, their body, their rules. Yeah, you're just providing protection at that point. And that protection yeah. costs just a little bit of money. That's all, that's all it is. So just a percentage. It's not a huge, it's just 80%. I, don't I think know. you're honestly less prone to develop an ulcer too if you're in Vegas. I mean, dealing with a cartel, they kill their own all the time. And it's, it's kind of a rarity with the, uh, with the mob in Las Vegas, it seems like. I'm sure it's happened, but not nearly as much. But see, I think that's- you're always walking on eggshells in uh, Sonora. Okay, but that's the question I want to get after here. You're you're already agreeing to a life of crime, whichever way you go on this. Why not have it be fucking exciting and have gunfights <laughs> no. every fucking every fucking weekend or whatever? Nah, dude, I'm loyal. I'm ride or die. I want my boys to be ride or die with me. I don't I don't got to be worried about someone stabbing me in the back and trying to take my podcast away from me. No, see that's what. No, so you're a coward because all you want is the ride, but you don't want the die. That's all you care about. You're just for the ride, man. These people are about to die. People die all the fucking time out in these out in the cartels. And they're doing it in Mexico. I just think like the the breaks that you get are just better. I mean, you're just if you're stuck in Vegas all the time as part of the mafia, then all you have is Vegas. And Vegas is fun. But I think a lot of people agree at some point you're gonna cash out on Vegas. You think you're gonna cash out on Mexico, dude? It's gonna be gorgeous all the time. You can't even drink the water. You, I'm gonna be dehydrated. All the stash houses that you'd get to go chill in. All of the stash houses aren't cool, Nick. They're like little (laughs) shanty townhouses with stuff in them. Not all. Some of them gotta be fine-ish. You're not rolling. You're not rolling into a place with a pool and a PS4 and just hanging out, dude. That's I think you are. 
I think you are in some cases. Just depends on the good one. You just got to ask the guy like, hey, can I get the good stash house? And they're like, yeah, we know what you're talking about and toss you the keys, you know? I, man, I don't, okay. That's just my own little, I'm just like thinking, I'm like, these are two very different crime organizations when we think about the cartel and the mafia. I went to Nogales, which is a shithole border town uh, on the border of uh, Arizona and Mexico. My friend who got stuck in the turnstile just because of that, like crossing the border, he got stuck in the turnstile for no other reason. He had three guns drawn. (laughs) So if that tells you anything about the tension in Mexico and what the fuck is going down down there in the border towns, like I'd I'd take Vegas any day. All right. That's, that's a good example of why maybe it's not as (laughs) much. Teller in Vegas too. So as glorifying. All right. So when it comes down to which one to pick though, uh, I mean, here's the thing, the, my, once again, having not seen these movies and not having as much of a uh, knowledge of them besides kind of where they fit into pop culture, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it does feel like Casino of the, of like, I mean, we're talking in the nineties, you have Goodfellas, you have, I mean, Godfather part three comes out, which I know isn't necessarily considered that good, but it still comes out in the nineties. You have uh heat, like you, uh, like you brought up. And you have Casino. Casino is kind of the lower end tier of this, of that grouping, right? Like it isn't, it maybe doesn't get the respect it deserves, but it is one of the lower end of these like big mob crime ones. Yeah, that's true. And Don Rickles is in it. (laughs) Is that, are you blaming Don Rickles for that? You're saying he brought down the uh, the classiness of it? (laughs) He was not the third heat that they hoped he would bring. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) they couldn't get ray liotta so they were like i don't know don rickles what are you up to yeah and joe pesci he doesn't even beat the shit out of don rickles he just kind of shoves him and he falls and then it's kind of like one of those dolls that kind of teeters and totters it's just it's a weird scene poor don rickles just look at him like how could you push don rickles how dare you (laughs) (laughs) again another person you want to sculpt Yes, like Ray, Ray Liotta yeah. and Don Rickles, the two men that are so mesmerizing yeah. that you couldn't help but be like, I need to sculpt this man. <laughs> you need to. I mean, the thing with Sicario, though, I, like you said and called out, like this is one of those films that I remember came out in 2015 was like the like can't miss. You got to go see this. I know it seems like it's just a crime movie, but it's way more than that. It's so and directed good. by one of like today's biggest directors now, Dennis Villanueva. I think yeah. he's doing like Dune and shit like that. What are the other movies he's done? They're all really fucking good. Yeah, Arrival, he did Arrival. Blade that Runner. was huge. Blade Runner, the most recent Blade Runner, Dune. He Prisoners did, uh, was great. Oh, Prisoners is a fucking monster. That's, that's a really a, underrated movie. That's a, and that's a trip of a movie too. Yeah, that's, yeah. So this dude's doing, doing big stuff off here. I mean, personally, if I got to go with, if I've already, I've already seen Goodfellas, you know, I'm going to, we already got heat coming through. You know, for me, I, I'm like, do I really need to see the lesser of the of the bands? You know, like, yeah. let, let me, you know, I, let me go see the actual good one. So I'm going to I'm going to go Sicario personally. I am going to I'm, I'm thinking like we got all these classic crime movies. We got 70s, 90s represented like off the fact that a newer one from 2015 made the list is pretty cool. Like it's a timeless genre. I, mean, I think I'm going to do Sicario, too. Yeah, I mean, I got to go with Sicario, too. It's a fucking awesome movie. I think you guys will really like it, especially for you guys who have never seen, like, Hunker Down, because it's fucking awesome. It's definitely, like, one of those weekend movies where you fucking shut all the drapes. <laughs> shut my drapes. <laughs> I shut <But> yeah. <laughs> well, it's we do assume we all have... It's fucking awesome. 
Way to assume we all have drapes, Shane. Not all of us are making that artist money, okay? Some of us are over here common folk, okay? Some of us are in Nogales, Mexico. Yeah. In a shanty town. <laughs> the dream. The dream. I mean, here's the problem, though. I agree with you. I do want to see Sicario, but it's about to go up against Heat, which I did <laughs> yeah. already mention I do have a rental for. So for no other reason than I just don't want to, A, I don't... You've already given me so much to watch, Shane. That's true. Uh, when, when Nate Holtz came through, it was Disney movies. And those things cap out at like 80 minutes, 90 yeah, minutes. For sure. And then you were like, double it. Yeah. And you're like, but oh, why? This is the big leagues, man. We don't fuck around here. Uh, this he is just, professional he movie watching. Like DJ Khaled. Like you want a three hour movie? Another yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're the best. Just the fact that this genre, like I said, is so filled with just people being like, no, you need to see every inch of how this organization works. Like, we're going to show you like what the menu was. We're going to have like five, a five minute scene in the kitchen where they're just going to, where it's just the chef talking about how he cooks steak. And you're like, why is that necessary to any of this movie? And it's like film buffs will be like, well, it's a metaphor, but the rest of us are like, first of all, you can tell a lot about a man or a woman by how they take their steak. So I like that. We all agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. In unison, we're like, that's true. <laughs> it is true. Never mind. It maybe it was a poor example. Uh, because yeah, no, that is incredibly important. But God, I mean, there is that scene in Goodfellas where he's in prison and he, and he goes into great detail about how he's slicing garlic in a way. Oh, but no, and the meatballs. He's fucking yeah, giving you you're spending he literally walks you through a YouTube tutorial yeah. of his meatball <laughs> recipe in the middle of this fucking film. Has anyone made those meatballs? <laughs> I, I, sound, I should they fucking we sound should. delicious but it's one of those things where you're like why is this here and they're like and it's just like i don't know the camera's rolling we fucking shot it i didn't it sounded good to me so <laughs> i so for that reason and that reason alone i kind of gotta go heat because i do have it already as i mentioned queued up i do need to kind of i would like to not waste it and know that the money was spent uh well so i'm gonna i'm gonna just go heat right now i see uh, where you're coming from i do but i think it'd be cool to have a different generational movies represented and also i like nick spending money for no reason so i'm gonna lock in sicario <laughs> so it's I mean, shane shane you're gonna are you really gonna say the movie that beat godfather already you're gonna say that it i I mean, I just want to see what you say. Sorry, I shouldn't influence you just because I mean, that's I our whole point is to influence each other. Shane, well, yeah, are you going to you gonna look, me, you gonna look me in the face and tell me you don't want to see Nick spend more money? <laughs> I do. Yes, absolutely. More specifically on my website. But listen, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shane what again? So we're going to have to go with uh, we're going with heat. <sighs> yes, I do want to see heat. I like right. that's the one I actually want to watch. So I'm not mad. <laughs> but listen, spend the money on Sicario. It's a great fucking movie. You'll love it. Oh man, uh, we yeah, it's definitely like you said. I it's one of those as far as that that ever that never ending list of movies that you know you gotta see, and hopefully we'll finally finally get around to it. But Heat moving into the final four. Well, as we say, we will do our research. Yep. Hunker down, boys. <laughs> I'm amazed that things to do in Denver when you're dead made it to the final four. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? I know. In the Godfather, you know, you have Godfather, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, all other movies. Oh that- <laughs> no, it's but- looking around. It's like, if you just had this list, like Goodfellas, okay, Godfather 2 makes sense. Heat, yeah, I get things to do in Denver when you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's just because you guys want to see it so bad just because of the description on Wikipedia. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it. I get it. I, I, no. yep. 
<laughs> on the show, we've convinced ourselves to do some stupid stuff, Shane. Yeah. You listen, you know, like we've ended up with final fours that are just wild, yeah. wildly wrong in every way. <laughs> this at least feels pretty close to to right. I this I is three quarters right. This is three sure. quarters of the way there. That's so. that's a good batting average for us. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. So, all right, folks. Well, final four Friday. That's going to happen for you in two days. So you're going to need if you're going to try to uh, play catch up with us, then you're going to need to take uh, tomorrow off. You're going to need to take Thursday off and spend the whole day watching movies. But uh, we will we will do our due diligence and we will have that episode on Friday for the final four. We'll have Shane come back and we'll see how it goes. But until then, thank you so much for listening to. Friendly Competition Podcast. If you want to help out your boys, tell a friend, share on social media, like whenever you see our stuff, rate, review uh, where you are able to, follow, subscribe, wherever you listen to this podcast. Yep. While you're on the internet, make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. Follow Shane too. Follow me. Nick's not on there so because he's lame, so don't follow him. Uh, if you have an idea for a season, email us to us at friendlycompetitionpodcast at gmail.com. If it's good, we will do it as a season and we'll give you a shout out every episode of that season. Shout outs as always to Charizard for our intro and outro music. If you want to hear more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, replace the vowels with sixes. And as uh, always, shout out to Shane for joining us for this season. Shane, where the, where can they find you? Uh, social media is just at Shane Schroeder. And then uh, my website is shaneart.com. Thanks again for having me, guys. This is a fucking blast. Yeah, it's man. Fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good time. So like I said, we'll, we'll see you in probably a week or two after we get through this. But we'll see the rest of you uh, on Friday. But until then, I've been Nick Keller. I'm Cody Lena. I'm Shane Schroeder. Thanks again, guys. <laughs> no problem, buddy. See you on the boat. <laughs>